Good morning. It is time for Gardening with Barb. Barb Lamson joins us, uh, River Valley Master Gardener. Good morning, Barb. Hey there, Duane. It's good to be with you this morning. Yes, nice to see your uh, your cheery face uh, in the actual radio studio here. Well, I thought maybe we could start like we usually do, which, uh, what's the good news? Yeah, yep. So there is good news. Uh, I was so inspired when I read a story about uh, uh, Julie Lindsay. And the story told about how she had went to New York City with her daughter and was so, um, she was inspired by the color, by the night lights, by everything she saw there, the art. She came home and touring around in our town, looking at all the murals and all the art that we have here, she said, you know, this this is amazing. And she talked to her husband about, you know, we have this privacy fence. Maybe if we, I could plant, plant, I could paint a tree on it. And he said, go for it. And, and she did, and she started painting. And because she was passionate about this, pretty soon she was painting flowers and she was just painting things that were really important to her, to her family, to her grandchildren. And she ended up with this beautiful fence with lots of color and just she said it really helped with uh, with our being home and she had plenty of time and this was a great activity for her and in the article I was impressed that she said she wasn't a painter but if you look at the pictures in the free press and they are in color you can tell she's definitely an artist in every sense of the word so um, our thanks goes to Julie for sharing that with us and for following her heart. You know, a lot of times we're impressed with something and we think, you know, maybe I could do that. Maybe I should do that. Right. But she did it. If your heart tells you to do it, just just do that. Listen to that voice, right? <laughs> yes. So, of course, I, I had to remind myself that... Uh, Maybe I should take some more grass out in my yard. Maybe I should put in some more flower beds. I need more color. Add some color, exactly. Yes. <laughs> you know, I think that's important to us here in Minnesota sure. because we really don't have a long enough summer, spring, and fall to just, you know, to just fill our soak soul. Soak it all and, in, yeah. Yeah, and soak it all in is right. And we also know that when you get out in nature, whether it's you're going to a public park, um, going just going out and walking, that peace and that calm mm-hmm. that you receive from that, it, it's, it's for your mental health as mm-hmm. well as your physical health. So <clears throat> today we're going to talk about um, just uh, taking steps so that we have a little color next nice. spring and of course Karen and I have talked about this we're both crazy about all the spring bulbs sure. and getting them planted but <clears throat> I saw a couple of things in the store that I I brought a uh, little bit of show and tell with me uh-huh. and and what I found was a bag of tulips and narcissus or tulips and daffodils okay and there's a beautiful picture now one thing about colored photos when you see them on uh, paper materials. A lot of times, the color isn't true. It might sure. be in that um, sort of in that 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 color, but it's darker or it's lighter. It's it's not really the same. Sure. So here we have uh, a double uh, fringed 
daffodil, and the center of it is a peach, peachy pink color, hmm. maybe a salmon color, more mm-hmm. of a salmon color, and the daffodil matches. And my experience has been um, when you buy tulips, you want the information you get on the container is as important as the bulb itself. And what I didn't like about these after I got them home, got my reading glasses on and and read the small print was, it doesn't tell us, um, are these early blooming, uh, mid-season blooming, or late blooming? So we don't know when they're going to be coming up. It, It does tell us, however, that both of these should be planted together and in a four-inch hole. And that was the second thing that raised questions with me. I have never planted tulips or daffodils just four inches deep. A lot of times they go six inches deep. And uh, so I was a little, you know, I thought, this isn't good. And my experience has been with daffodils because um, the squirrels don't eat them. Um, the uh, voles, they don't dig them up, they don't eat them, but the tulips, they do. <clears throat> and the daffodils grow much, much faster. As a matter of fact, in here, I have a couple daffodils that already have um, a, a new tulip coming up beside them. So it won't take long, and the daffodils will outnumber the tulips and take over. And one thing with all of our spring bulbs, we need to have plenty of distancing between the bulbs. Let me show you this one. Do you see we have the main uh-huh. daffodil here, and right here we, we've got the oh, new one sure. coming on already. Right. And this one will get more and more. And pretty soon you can have just a compacted right. area, and then that crowds out your your tulip. So. Um, as good an idea as somebody thought this is, sure. I think you might be smart to just buy your tulips and your daffodils in separate bags. Plant yeah. them separately. And you can put them in the same area. If they do blame it, uh, bloom at the same time, that would be great. Mm-hmm. But, but we don't know here with this. They didn't give us that information. <laughs> then <clears throat> another thing that we like to start this time of year and sometimes we forget about are our Asiatic lilies. And this is also a bulb. It also requires uh, loose soil, well-draining soil, and it should be amended with organic matter. And so if you saw those Asiatics blooming this summer and you thought, boy, I'd like to have some of those in my garden, they start blooming late uh, late June, early July, some of them a little later than that. Uh, this might be the time you want to pick some of those up in the store. Again, you want to look for nice, healthy bulbs. And uh, it's good to have instructions on them that tell you when they're going to bloom and uh, tell you anything else that's pertinent about them. Now, I know that this is a zone four. Asiatics grow here and they grow very, very well. Okay. As long as we do the right things and, and have well-draining soil, they like to be in full sun. They'll take a little bit of shade, but that's not their preference. So um, if you do put them in the shade, um, uh, you want to watch them very carefully to see that they are doing well. So uh, 
but the thing that I did like about these is that they're they're uh, they come from Holland. They're imported from Holland, but then they are produced. Uh, they are uh, packaged in that in Wisconsin, and they do say on their package, if you have any problems. Or if you're unhappy with them, send back the barcode and the receipt, and they will refund your money for them. So, you know, that's that's a good thing, too, getting your money refunded. But, of course, so I'm very hopeful about this. This is a new series. I've never seen them before. It's called Tribal Tattoo Blend. blend. So the uh, white... Um, Asiatic in here looks like you took a paintbrush with uh, a very deep maroon colored paint and just shook it on there. So you just spritz it on there just a little bit, just speckled it. And then the companion to go with this one is that shade of dark maroon. And here's uh, maybe this will work well together. I don't know. But anytime you have a really dark plant in your garden, you want to plant it close in so you can see it because as you plant it further back in your border you lose it it fades out on you whereas white it stands like a shining light you'll see it where you put it back there so maybe planting these close together hmm. but not again not in the same uh planting uh put separate holes sure. for them yeah and and then of course with the, both of these the Asiatic lilies and the tulips and the daffodils, you want to be sure after you get them planted, you want to put some mulch on them so you can protect them. Uh, it it uh, causes the soil to stay warmer longer so they develop better roots. And then also, um, especially with the tulips, I always take a piece of, it's called hardware cloth. It's simply a piece of green wire and it has a paint on it so it doesn't rust and I put that across the area where I planted and I put bricks on it and then I put my mulch on top of that the squirrels have an amazing nose uh -huh. for things that they like to eat sure you, they bury their their uh, nuts and things all mm -hmm. the time and they find them they even find them when there's snow on the ground if the ground isn't frozen they'll sure. find them so uh you have to kind of try and trick them <laughs> and, and and take some defenses right against something them. so they can't dig those up yes and have yes. a little snack <laughs> yeah that's right and then if you if you either uh keep a journal so you write what you planted sure. and where you planted and that's my biggest thing uh i think oh i'm gonna mark this one year i painted uh stakes and i color coded them sure. by what was what color was planted there and whether it was a tulip or a daffodil and and i thought oh i i have all this i don't have to write all this done uh, i had no clue you couldn't remember the coding <laughs> no i couldn't remember the coding so oh, no. uh, that's that's a that's a, a problem with gardeners well, you know but then you're you're surprised you got yeah. to be surprised and I you was. got to see you know what uh, well I, I wonder what colors I put together I'm sure I thought it would be beautiful and it was <laughs> yes right right so it was kind of like a, a, a buffet of color yeah. out there yeah so I've been trying lately to uh, plant things that are 
um, compatible that do something for each other. And whether it's just the color Mm -hmm. or the height, so you've got different heights. Because when we look at a perennial border, we want it to flow. It should be like a song, like a melody. Mm -hmm. And it just flows on down. It draws your eye on down. And so there's timing of that. Some things are early. Some are late. And they just, and it should just all flow into each other. And that's, that's what gives you that feeling of tranquility. Yeah. Well, you're an artist from that perspective. You're, you're putting together your own painting, so to speak. Oh, well, I, your own picture. I, I feel <laughs> like that in, in some reasons. Yeah. But nature is such a great teacher. Sure. You know, right now, it's really time to just get out and sit or walk and, and let nature talk to you. You see colors, you see textures, all of these things, they're so harmonious. And, and they're just just really, really, really gorgeous. So when it stops raining. <laughs> right. And, and we, we get the nice 70 degree days with sunshine, upper 70s, sunshine. Even a little bit of a breeze is probably okay to make them kind yes. of sway a bit in the, yes. in the wind and that, the breeze. Yeah. Yes. You know, that's really important, too, is that movement. What, that's why we go to things mm-hmm. that are slender and, and sphere shaped, because they, they do move and, and they look. They really, really do look gorgeous like that. They're mm-hmm. they're part of that whole song that nature is trying to sing to us. So I love that. But now we have to start thinking about taking in house plants. Sure. Boy, is that a hard thing to decide? <laughs> do I save this? Uh-huh. Um, what should I do? So I can't make these decisions right away. I sort of sort things out into two categories. I'm going to save this and bring it in the house. I'm going to put this into the compost pile because it won't do well in the house. Uh Or I'm going to take cuttings. And taking cuttings is really interesting. You know, if you were going to try and save petunias, that isn't something that would do well in your home because it's too warm and we don't have enough humidity. And you, even with artificial lights, um, that would be very, very difficult. I'm not saying you couldn't do it. But maybe you want to spend your time having something that you'd have better success at. Sure. Geraniums are one of those plants. Now, have you raised geraniums? No. Oh. All of the plant stuff is my wife Shelley's oh. domain. Well, I bet you she knows all about geraniums. But it does seem like at the end of the season, the geraniums that we planted this year in our containers are at their peak. I mean, they've they've bushed out. They look. They've just got tons of blooms on them. They look absolutely great. And you think, well, this is a two-gallon container. I can take this whole thing in. Probably not the best idea. Where would you put it first of all? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, what you might want to do is take cuttings. And if you're if your wife is like me and she's taking cuttings, we always used to rely on putting these cuttings in water and then setting them by the sink, and eventually they got these fine root hairs on them. Well, a lot of times, too, they um, they wouldn't do well. And after you, it sat there and you changed the water and you watched and watched, you ended up throwing them away. And now you'd thrown the main plant away, so you don't have that plant. You can't start again. Right. So here's the thing. 
if you go and go to, uh, you know, hardware stores are great for having gardening things right now. Um, many stores are. Get some rooting hormone. And this is you take your cutting, take off the bottom leaves of your cutting. So you've got just a few leaves on the top and dip that stem into rooting hormone. It's white. And then you'll put that into a seed starting mixture of, of uh soil so it's usually it's soilless soil but it's a, a medium that's very lightweight well drained and it's sterile and this is what you need then you put that in there and you and you moisten that uh, that uh, starting uh, mixture and you watch it and you give it you try to keep these things close to where you've got humidity humidity is what causes the roots to start coming out and then when You've got nice bunch of roots on there. Then you plant, take that plant, and you put it into uh, a potting soil, a growing soil. And that, sh- again, should be something that's a real light mixture, and and you would buy that. You don't try and, and make that yourself at home. It would just be too heavy, and you don't know what you're bringing in from the outside with sure. that. So. Uh, that's my tip to people. Instead of trying to bring things in, maybe take your cuttings, right. get your rooting hormone, buy a seed-starting mixture mm-hmm. to put them in that's nice and lightweight, and put them where there's humidity. If you don't have enough humidity, you know, you can always uh, uh, put some humidity using a, a vaporizer or something like that, so you've, you've got it. I have a gauge in my house I measure the amount of humidity, so I want to keep it about 50%. Sure. And uh, that, that, that's pretty, pretty successful. Excellent. So mm-hmm. just a, a few things you need <clears throat> to do right yeah. now. Some good tips there, and I know there were a couple of other quick things we wanted to touch on. We wanted to talk about what to do with the, uh, the garden vegetables here. We're yes. coming to the end of that a little bit. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I'll tell you what. In a way, I'm very happy for this season because we can stop gardening and we can stop preserving vegetables. I have canned, frozen, and dehydrated vegetables from my garden, all three of those things. And this past week now, I canned the last of the tomatoes. Okay. And um, it was really a bumper crop. We gave away tomatoes. Yeah. Uh, anybody there, that would take them. <laughs> I was gonna say there were a lot of a uh, lot of tomatoes. Uh, even in the hallway here, there was a couple of days where it was a help yourself. Yes. <laughs> take, yes. Take that, as many as you can. <laughs> well, the tomatoes love the moisture that we had this year. It was it was really a great growing season. And the other thing that we had just gobs of were uh, summer squash and zucchini. Okay. Oh my goodness. So. Uh, the problem we had this year was was getting canning lids. Right. It's uh, th- people don't realize mm-hmm. that uh, can- the lid, not the ring, but the lid, is not reusable. We cannot. It doesn't seal right. You can't trust it to seal right. Ah, okay. So we've always thrown those away. We've right. always gotten rid of those, and we can't use lids that come off from. Uh, mayonnaise jars or any right. kind of no. a metal no. that that simply does not right. work so getting those that was a problem you could buy new jars that had lids and rings on them okay but 
if you have plenty of jars, right. what and do you need you, those? Yeah. yeah, where do you put those? Right. You know, so the the last bunch of tomatoes <gasps> that I canned, I said to my daughter, I don't know what to do with all these tomatoes. Uh, I can't find any people to take anymore. I've got uh, salsa frozen. I've got tomatoes dehydrated and dried, and I've made stewed tomatoes. And she said, Mom. Just can you can you can some more and bring them to me and when I get them, I will turn them into spaghetti sauce. I love my own spaghetti sauce, but it would be great to have the <laughs> homegrown organic tomatoes. There and I go. said, sure enough, that's the last batch. <laughs> so I use a pressure cooker, and I don't know if you know what that is, but sure, it's, yep. it has it has a lid. It's big. It's yep. it, and my husband always helps me with this. So. Um, I get them ready and cook them. This is, you have to heat these tomatoes. Sure. That, and then they go into a sterilized jar that's hot. So get that in there. My husband puts the lids on, turns them on tight. He puts them in the pressure cooker for me. And then he watches it. So in this case, I believe it's five pounds pressure for five minutes. Okay. And then you, you turn off the burner. When the pressure cooker turns down, you lift those jars out. You can't take off the lid until the pressure's down, they're cooled down. Until it's reduced, sure. Yeah, right. So he he does that important role for me. Well, yeah. So that is... Team effort. You know, it is a a team effort. Everything in life. Yeah, everything in life is. So uh, I'm really happy about that. And Karen and I talked about this before, but... I had a tomato plant that volunteered itself. It was a tomato uh, berry plant, and this one was called Valentine. And it uh, came up from seed, and I just let it go. I said, okay. And it's it's producing at least 50 tomatoes every time I go to pick them, which <laughs> is every other day. Wow. And they're not the best tomato to uh can or to dehydrate they have a lot of seeds in them they're quite wet and so but they're fine for salads and things so sure i have to make sure next year that uh i'm not going to let them do that again (laughs) and one final tip we're almost out of time uh grass seed yep grass seed um i helped a friend last week plant grass and they said, um, if you'll just help, that'll be great. We'll buy the seed. And I said, okay, fine. And I went over with my, uh, I had grass clippings because once you get the seed in the ground, you want to cover it up with okay. just lightly sprinkle it so the birds don't take the seed. Yeah, no kidding. And I had my tools. I had my favorite uh, 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 hole with, and you work up the soil. And I brought them my own compost. Now, l- let me tell you, I am very stingy with this. I don't give this to everybody right. because it takes a while. Yeah. It's really great. And uh, got the bag of seed and looked at it, and it said um, seasonal, uh, <sighs> fast-growing, uh, and, and it was an annual. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. I know. I remember from you you guys chatting about this a couple weeks ago. Although those are all bad words. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. And so uh, I had I did have plenty of my own seed okay. then. So got that, and I used some of that annual because it's okay to fill in just a little bit with that while the other, it just holds things in place. But uh, if you're going to go through all that work yeah. and prove the soil, 
Um, and normally you'd water, but we haven't had to water simply because it is has the rain and it's been cool. Uh, by the way, the soil temperature right now is 58 degrees. Um, 55 to 65, that's great temperature for starting new grass. Okay. And so this is the perfect time. But one criticism I have, when I was coming here today on campus, uh, off from uh, Warren Street, they have the sprinklers going. And uh, I saw that. And we don't need sprinklers this time of year. <laughs> and and it, part of it's running in the street. So, you know, uh, whoever you are, or whether you're a business <laughs> or public institution or individual, uh, you know, uh, do, don't water unless it's absolutely yeah. necessary. I know they're doing some work around there, too. So maybe they were. Uh, maybe, maybe they reseeded, but yeah. still, even if right. if they did that, yes. So, so we'll, we'll excuse them, <laughs> but, but we do take notice of things like this. Well, there you go. Anything else really quick? Otherwise, um, it, It's it just... Continue if you're if you're looking for uh, bulbs and things. Uh, uh, read the package. Yes. Make sure that you know what the size of it is and and what the season is and if it's going to fit into your garden. If you've got lots of sunlight, um, sure. you're good to go. Very good. We'll leave it at that. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank it's you. always good to be on with you, Dwayne. Very good. Thank you. You get to teach me a lot. Oh, that's great. Likewise. (laughs) Well, that is Barb Lampson with us, uh, River Valley Master Gardener, Gardening with Barb, Fridays here on 89.7 The Maverick, your local independent public radio station, KMSU Mankato, KMSK Austin.